Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the RXP podcast, where three working professionals come to talk about their love for games, movies, and TV shows. My name is Tiffany, and I'm hosting today's episode, and I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. The Cajun sauce at McDonald's is pretty good. And Matt. Nothing beats classic ranch. Wow. Wow. So you got some sauce takes. Uh, I'll tell you my take on a sauce. My favorite is honey mustard. Excellent. What do you guys okay. think about ketchup? I, I like, like it. it's too sweet. I use it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan. Okay. Have you tried well, sugar-free ketchup? No. No, I haven't. Maybe that would help. You try it. Yeah, it it makes it you feel a little bit better about yourself eating the ketchup because it's sugar-free. <laughs> you should I'll try it, it Matt. Okay, let us know on the next episode. Um, timeline. <laughs> it's like a homework. So, yeah, basically. So this is the 33 episode of the RXP podcast. We're going to have a conversation today talking about summer game news. I'm talking about E3. I'm talking about Summer Games Fest. I'm talking about June to August. What are we looking forward to and what are we hoping to find out happens? Okay, this is our topic. This is more nuanced than our spicy summer games predictions. Okay, those Mm -hmm. were predictions. This is our hopes and dreams. You know, sky's the limit. But first, I'm going to start the episode off with a brand new game. There could be two winners today. Who knows? This game is Who Knows Tiffany's Games Preferences the Best patent pending okay listen i'm one of us is related to you one of us is not (laughs) yep but both of you are great listeners so i really think you both have a good there could be a tie here and i'm okay with crowning the both of you the winner okay okay i'm okay with losing all of these are multiple choice questions okay all of these are multiple choice questions i will present a question to you and you will need to present your answer okay okay so these are all gaming related and when you answer these questions hold your breath for a second and jump in to the mind of tiffany that is what i want you to do okay are you ready for the first question are we writing these down so that we don't oh oh do you want to write them down and show well, well no. are we are we all are we answering at the same time or no? Um if you're able I don't know how that's gonna work in an audio situation, but okay. should wait, actually do you each do you guys have post its nearby to make like an A, B, and C like answer sitch gotcha. and then you can sh- like I've got just a write eight paper. Okay, get a get a piece of paper into three make three little s- like little things and write a b and c because they all have three choices audio listeners if uh, alex does not edit this out you can hear me ripping my piece of paper (laughs) also i would like to tell the preface audience that i did not prepare them for this particular game because i didn't i wanted their full on reaction their full vocal reaction to this game can you hold up there's oh. three questions? No, there's more than three. But oh, there's okay. only ever three answers. Okay. Also, can you hold up to the camera that no one has access to but us? Wow, I still can't I can't read. That's not that's Oh, I can see that. 
Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yep, mm-hmm. Yep, that's great. That's great. I see it. Okay, okay here I should have written these backwards in retrospect, but... No, I can read it just fine. Oh, Like, okay. perfectly. Yeah. Okay, so here is the first question. In Kingdom Hearts, at the beginning of the first game, when Sora is picking a weapon in the beginning... Uh-huh. I don't know how to explain this otherwise. But in yeah. the beginning, there is an option for Sora to pick a staff, a sword, or a shield. A for staff, B for sword, or C for shield. Which one did high school Tiffany pick as her preferred weapon? Do we uh, I know put it up to I- the camera yeah i'll count i'll count down i know alex might have a slight advantage but i feel like matt knows me since he knows you he knew you in high school yeah since he knew me in high school but i think that matt has still has a solid chance for just my aesthetic you know just channel channel tiffany 33 percent 33 percent okay it's not ready at in at one please show your answers to me three two one Yes, both of th- I knew it. They knew me. Both of Look them selected A. That is correct. Oof. I'm all about magic. I'm a magic oh, yeah. user kind of girl, okay? I'm going to preface, or not preface, but like I <laughs> I always prioritize magic. Sword is would have been next, and I mm-hmm. always was like, who cares about defense? You know what I mean? Yeah. Go, go in. Go all in. So Alex and Matt both get a point in this situation. I'm, t- I'm saying... Both of you could win. I'm okay Okay. with that. Okay. My next question. So on January 28th, 2022, we are getting the brand new Pokemon Legends Arceus or Arceus, whatever. Okay. I don't know. The Pokemon God. We're getting that game, right? Yeah. You know, I'm still like, I'm 50-50 on whether or not I'm getting it on release, but I'm pretty close, right? So my question to you, to, to the boys of the three starters, which one will I 100% pick as my starter on my first run through of this Pokemon Legends games? And the choices are A, Cyndaquil, B, Oshawott, or C, Rowlet. We got our little fire dino, our little water otter, and our little owl or grass owl. <laughs> I like messed that up. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yes. I mean, they were pretty I, I immediate. Hope. Yeah, okay. Yeah. On three, two, one. Show me the answer. Yes, but again, they got it right. Rowlet, y'all. Owl boy, my little grassy boy. It's all about the cuteness. Little, all about the cuteness. That's exactly right. Rowlet is 100p my choice for that. So they're tied for first. You know what? Okay. So here is my next question. On June 25th of 2020, we're getting a little game, a little indie title called Mario Golf Super Rush. Now, there's going to be plenty of characters, good old Nintendo characters to choose from, okay? Mm -hmm. And without knowing anything about their power-ups and only the fact that I know them as characters... Which of these three characters are going to be a character that I immediately go for? Like, I'm booting that game up, and I'm like, where is this character at? Okay? Like, my first choice Mario character. The options are A, Rosalina, B, Yoshi, 
or C, Toad? Oh, gosh. Rosalina, Yoshi, or Toad? For the listeners, I would say this is the first question so far that I'm also like, I don't really know. You know, the other the others were a piece of cake compared to this. I honestly, before you gave us the answer choice, in my mind, I was like, oh, it's probably between these two. And you pick two of them. So now I'm still in a pickle. <laughs> and if it's the I third also- one, I'm going to be very disappointed in myself. So I also chose three that were completely plausible. Okay. Like... I didn't go like Daisy, Wario. You know, it's not Waluigi. Boo. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't go for like. King Bama Bam. All three of these. Boo is a classic. Are close to my heart. But which one of these three? So are you guys ready for to reveal? I guess. The answer. So Rosalina A, Yoshi B, or Toad C on three two one show me your answers <gasps> and matt takes the lead he chose it was, toad it was toad between rosalina it. and toad Ugh. alex rosalina is not it it's but you toad. don't but it's you toad. play as rosalina at mario kart <laughs> i play as toad as mario kart i'm just kidding i mean it depends on what kind of card i want <laughs> if i want like a low weight card i go toad Gotcha. If I want a medium weight cart, it's usually Rosalina is or Toadette also Rosalina's a playable character. Okay, then I don't know the weights. Class. Clearly, I don't know Rosalina. Toad. I mean, that's also hello. Rosalina. Hi. <laughs> that's, that's actually a really good impression. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because Toad's my boy. I was I devastated. Know. Nintendo's gonna come after us now. <laughs> devastated in mario party super mario party when toad was not a playable character that crushed Mm -hmm. me so yeah matt's in the lead wow three to two see blood isn't thicker than water it sometimes you're speaking too soon yeah that's true okay so my next question is of these three games if we were to find out a release date during the summer games news of 2020, which one of these games dates release dates would I immediately get onto my schedule work scheduling software and request a day off like use a vacation day to be off in order to play this game. Okay. That's the question. Are you saying that you're not going to take it for all three of these games? (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) The three options are A, Final Fantasy 16, B, Hogwarts Legacy, or C, Stray. Oh, man. Of these three, there is one I would prioritize above all to take off of it i'm using a pay, i'm using a paid vacation day i'm taking eight hours and i'm slapping it down and me like take it because i'm gonna be off on this day i was hoping it was to- gonna be a softball and it was gonna be kina bridge of spirits but you've probably already requested that day off that is correct <laughs> <laughs> i knew it i knew it <laughs> okay are you ready are you guys Maybe. ready okay so a final fantasy 16 b hogwarts legacy or c stray on three, two, one. Show me the money. 
You both are correct. Hogwarts Legacy, 100%. Nice. 100%. Alex and Matt, you got it. I'm taking a day off for that. I'm doing it. We knew it wasn't Final Fantasy 16 because you're still waiting for that uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy 15. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like an ongoing joke on this podcast. Yeah, it <laughs> like really is. Dunking okay. on you. So right now, Matt has four points and Alex has three points. Okay. And we have the last question here. This is the fifth question. I did come up with a sixth question, but I didn't want you guys ragging on me. Okay. So I'm just going with this fifth question. Last question. Listen to my words carefully. Which one of these games, if all three of these games came out on the same day, which one of these three games would I immediately purchase and download onto my Nintendo Switch and boot up and play? Okay. On my Nintendo Switch. Ru- A. Ruined King, A League of Legends Story. B. Bear and Breakfast, which is a indie game about being a bear and owning an inn for people to stay at. That sounds or, like a Tiffany game. Or C, Card Shark, a Nintendo indie game where you try to trick other people when you're playing cards and you try to win by cheating. So A, League of Legends Rune King, B, a bear and breakfast. Or sorry, not a bear and breakfast. It's called bear and breakfast. Or C, card shark. Gosh. All three on the same day. I'm I'm only going to... My first one to buy and download. Okay. I'm not saying I'm not buying and downloading the other ones. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Okay. On three, two, one... Oh, Alex pulled up to the tie with the mats. So we both get points. Yeah, so you both got four points. Nice. Alex chose bear and breakfast. That is 100% correct. See, the thing is, is the keyword here was my Nintendo Switch. I'm still torn about Rune King. I don't know which console I'm going to get it for. Oh, but so you play it on something else. I don't, yes. I I'm on the fence about the PlayStation 5. I don't know if Alex took that into consideration. But, Matt, you said it yourself. That bear and breakfast just sounds like a Tiffany game. It does sound like a Tiffany game. Like, it does. I'm, let me be your bear caretaker. I don't know. I don't okay. Even I don't even understand because you're a bear, but, like, humans come and stay at your hotel or, you know, you're in. I don't know. You might need to get a guest if you want to do a peer review on Bear and Breakfast, because I don't think Alex and I will probably boot it up. Just a hunch. Don't worry. I'll just talk all about it on one of the episodes. But yeah, of those, I mean, like, listen, all three of them very much intrigue me. Ruined King, 100% going to play. I just don't know which console at this moment. But Bear and Breakfast, why, yes, I shall have tea with. Yeah. On your Switch. Yeah, on my Switch. Okay, cool. Wow, tie. I don't have a tiebreaker. I mean, I like kind of do, but I don't want to go there because yeah. I think you, I think this just proves that I have some great friends who That's know right. what kind of games that I like. Some you're so. born with, 
some you meet along the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow, what a treat. Okay, cool. So Alex and Matt both get on the board with this Amazing. Yeah. Man, what a... What a great week. Yeah. Good job, Alex. We Listen, planned that perfectly. Go- <laughs> wink, wink. Um, feel free to use this ga- this little game for yourselves if you would like. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I the, thought this was the name fun. is did trademarked. You, did you guys when get fun? When is the trademark? <laughs> I said patent pending. Patent pending. You can't patent yeah. pen the name. I know. You trademark the name. <laughs> okay. Audience, you hear how none of them responded when I said, "Did you have fun?" No, Literally, I did have they fun. avoided the question. I, I did have fun. <laughs> I did have fun. It was a lot of pressure, though, because I was like, "I, you said I'm a good listener. I hope I'm a good listener. Maybe you've brought up Baron Breakfast in casual <laughs> conversation. I just haven't been paying attention." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm going to bring in all sorts of energy today. So listen, we're going to start off this conversation about the Summer Games news. The Summer Games Fest, E3, you know, this summer, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Nintendo Switch. We're hoping for a lot of dreams. Or like we're dreaming Mm -hmm. with a lot of hopes, you know what I mean? So we're going to start off the conversation with PlayStation 5, a console that all three of us own. Alex, please take it away. Are we not talking about Forbidden West first? Oh, Alex, we could just start me on PlayStation track. that way. Yeah, yeah, PlayStation Five, Forbidden West, Horizon Forbidden West. There was a state of play that aired that showed us fourteen minutes of gameplay. Now, all three of us have various levels of experiences with the Horizon franchise. Um, Sir Alex has platinumed that game. Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt has played a few hours um, and journeyed through the lands yep. with Aloy. And I have added it to my library. And that is all. <laughs> <laughs> what a spectrum. What yeah, a spectrum. So, yeah, so I watched that state of play and let me tell you, looked beautiful looked absolutely beautiful oh it so did yeah mixed opinions about the swimming i don't know how i feel about that aspect is there a reason why she swam so slow like <laughs> that's the, the first thing i was like gosh we're so strong that's gonna be really annoying like i just want Maybe. her to have like some sort of like piece of equipment that will make her super fast in the water kind of like a salmon or something i don't know fast fish <laughs> It's probably something like you skill up, you know, the, the it's the RPG mechanic, right? Like she's uh, a okay. weak swimmer, but then over time you can like invest into it and she becomes a stronger swimmer. I can get behind that. Okay. Yeah, the the state of play did mention how you could get a um, a device that could help you stay underwater longer. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things um, I also really thought was, so I don't know obviously anything about the first game, but like it it was interesting to see Aloy surprised that there were humans riding dinosaurs. Is that new, Alex? Like those so, raiders? I, I mean, I guess in the first game, there wasn't a lot of setup because the machines that exist in the world were obviously stayed away from, you know, so it's that type of thing where the humans living in the tribes 
tried to not interact with the machines, right? Because obviously they were also dangerous. Right. So I think it's surprising to Aloy now that these tribes, you know, living on the West Coast of the United States are already at the point where they've like kind of overcome that fear, but also have somehow tamed. successfully tamed these machines. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a surprise factor more than anything to be like, I think we all were getting to this point, but it's just how did these, you know, how did this group of people get there? Hmm. This Did this game or did this um, gameplay change anyone's minds about Horizon Forbidden West? It's definitely something I we'll look into when it comes out and like i'm sure everyone will want like this isn't a prediction episode you know we had predictions before um the one thing that was missing in this state of play was basically the due date who knows if that's going to happen in e3 or not but when it when we do get a solid due date i'll probably go back and finish it um the problem with like the first game was like the traversal was kind of slow and like it just wasn't as interesting the landscape in my opinion and it looks like they've changed both of that. It looks stunning and like it's super vibrant. Like the colors were great. She also has like a grapple hook and she has something that's kind of like Breath of the Wild. The, um, the she scanning. can like jump off ledges and like hold onto like a shield and she'll like float down, which is like a classic, you know, go to RPG ever since Breath of the Wild came out um, mechanic. So like the traversal's there. It's beautiful. So I'll, I'll, I'll 100% check it out. Um, but that was never really in doubt for me. But I've I haven't been as hot on the first game, you know, not as much as you know Alex is. Uh, but it I'm I'm excited. Like nothing in that state of play made me think, yeah, this isn't a game for me. Like it looked great and it looked refined. Um, I'm interested to see how it runs on PS4. So for everybody who has a PS4 hasn't got a chance to do PS5, um, we'll see how that goes. But for PS5, like, I'm expecting it to run that well. Yeah, I guess for me, it it answered a lot of questions I had, but also I'm holding out that what they showed isn't all there is to the game. And mm-hmm. that's mostly... So, not to get too negative, but I'll start out with the things I liked. Um, the primary thing is that they showed melee combat significantly improved. Uh, I don't know if, you, you know, if for those of you out there that watched the trailer itself, you could see like her health bar and her, I guess, super meter in the lower right hand corner by her inventory. So currently equipped weapon and such. And that purple bar seems to be connected to the special moves that she can do in combat. And during the trailer, she used pretty much the entirety of that purple bar to do that kind of weird cinematic AOE that was attack really where she cool. like, really yeah, cool. she, um, loaded something into her staff and like jammed into granite and created a shockwave that kind of pushed the enemy back. So it seems like they really took to heart that obviously in the first game, the melee combat wasn't the best. It seemed kind of there because she had a staff and obviously she used it to also override machines, but they didn't really focus on the fact that, you know, maybe I want to fight the machines close combat, you know, maybe I don't want to use the ranged weapons, but the combat like was almost reminiscent of like God of War, um, twenty eighteen. Like just the how fluid and fast paced it was. Like it was very responsive more than the first game, and like made me excited because God of War's combat's amazing. And if it's anything close to that, I'd be super happy. 
Right. And yeah, the the range combat in Her- Zero Dawn was already great. You know, like you had the different tools. They already showed a lot of the things she already had with the uh, slingshot, you know, launching those goo balls. I mean, the, the goo weapon was new, um, but also using, right, the standard bow and the explosion arrows to kind of knock pieces off of the enemies. And so... I'm very happy they focus on the melee combat. It definitely looks to be a little bit more interesting, especially because it seems like for this game, there's going to be more conflict with uh, human tribes. So I think definitely it makes more sense that if we're fighting more humans, then we need melee combat to be a little bit better because, you know, you can't only use, you know, ranged weapons against humans, right? Like they, they're, you know, presumably smarter than the machines you're hunting. So just hiding in the trees isn't going to do it. Um, and yeah, I guess the other thing is the traversal. As Matt mentioned, the shield wing looks great, right? Being able to jump from higher heights and then glide down to safety is nice. So not having to worry about fall damage. Uh, and also uh, there was mention, right, of the swimming aspect. So now we can actually go underwater and see kind of these more significant things. And maybe there's underwater combat, who knows? So that could be interesting. They didn't show it in the trailer, but I think that it's a possibility um, since there uh, was hints at, right, like you're going to have to hide from certain machines such as the burrowers or snap maws that they showed. So there there could be some sort of fighting underwater. Um, hopefully it's good. If not, maybe it's just kind of like a stealth segment. Uh, but we'll see. And I guess my major concern, which I hope is only because this uh, sequence of events they showed in the trailer is specifically set like this, but I feel the open world kind of traversal, as Matt was mentioning, wasn't as fleshed out as I thought it could be. And for that reason, you know, in Horizon Zero Dawn, a lot of the traversal in terms of climbing and mantling and such were limited to obviously kind of mountains, right? So you're scaling a side of a mountain or the dungeons of the game, essentially, which they called uh, cauldrons. And so the rest of the world was pretty flat. I mean, you could use mounts and you could, you know, ride around and get from point A to point B, but there wasn't a lot of vertical elevation. So there wasn't really too much of a need to go up and down or kind of look at where can I go besides, you know, across the grass to the next area. And so it seems like with this importing more, or at least it seems more architecture has survived the apocalypse on the West Coast, that they are encouraging more um, traversal and kind of uh, in more involved uh, mechanics of getting around with the, um, I think it's called the pull caster, or pull caster, which was that weird grappling hook she had. And just the fact that she could mantle like columns and right and all sorts of buildings. So I'm happy on that point that it seems like getting around the world is going to be more interesting, but, and maybe this is me just over expecting it, but for those that don't know, the Decima engine, which is the development engine that uh, Gorilla Games, the developers of the game, specifically made to for uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, was actually loaned out to Hideo Kojima and he built Death Stranding on the same engine. And for those of you out there that have played Death Stranding would know that the climbing and traversal in that game is super interesting. You know, you actually have anchor points that you'll stab into the ground and you can like rappel down a mountain cliff with it. And you can actually like expand ladders and it matters how you kind of 
put the ladder up against a wall, whether or not you can actually climb it or not, or if it falls over. And so I thought that um, with how much traversal mattered in that game and the fact that Gorilla helped Kojima develop you know, the tool set, right, and, you know, have Decima support what Death Stranding was trying to do, I thought some of that might have, you know, flowed back into Forbidden West as kind of saying, hey, we helped you develop the tech for your game, and now we can help use that tech and foundation to improve our game. And so as of yet, based on that one trailer, it doesn't seem like it. But like I said, hopefully this isn't the farthest extent of the traversal, and maybe there is more kind of Death Stranding locomotion in there. Yeah, like, I mean, so one last question I had, because I kind of agree with you about the traversal. Um, I mean, very limited. It was, you know, obviously a very small space that they were kind of showing off. Did you guys see the, the like, Twitter um, drama about Aloy recently? Yeah, something about, like, she looked, like, very too manly. Masculine, yeah. Masculine. Yeah. So there was this Twitter drama um, where someone was being very negative and saying that Aloy looks very masculine. And they basically posted a fan version of Aloy looking guzzied up with makeup um, and looked very much more feminine. And, you know, obviously that sparked a lot of controversy. I was very disappointed that that was um, a take on it. I think Aloy looks fine like she looks great she looks fine she's grown up in a post-apocalyptic world there's no makeup anywhere like don't be telling me she's she's grinding flower petals to put blush on like you know what i mean uh so thumbs down to that negative nancy Mm -hmm. yeah and and also it just doesn't make sense right as you mentioned post-apocalyptic like traditional human culture doesn't exist in this world essentially Mm -hmm. heck until I guess later parts of Zero Dawn, you don't even understand what's going on in the world, like why these machines are here, like what is their purpose, why are humans like this, right? Or the fact that, you know, there is talk of what they called the old ones, but it's not exactly clear if they understand who the old ones exactly were. But also, when you look at Aloy's exploits in Zero Dawn, and especially what she's doing in Forbidden West in that trailer as well, it's like, Oh, she's a very athletic woman. Like it takes a lot of like muscle and, you know, concentration and also just physique, right, to do the thing she's doing. So, obviously, if it seems like she's not as quote-unquote feminine, that's because she won't be because she's literally, you know, gearing more towards like right muscle mass and also just being able to do these things in the first place. Yeah, so and that being just able kind of tra- leans naturally away. Yeah, and being able to traverse mm-hmm. the terrain, you know? Okay, cool. That was Forbidden West. Uh, hopefully, we will get a release date. Maybe, maybe it won't even come out this year. Who knows? We won't know uh, until we do. So that's that. Okay, so next PlayStation software. What else are you guys hoping to see? Or even get news about? So this is very pertinent because yesterday... Probably the number one title I've been hyped for since I saw the first trailer two years ago, and they have shown very little of it since, um, is Babylon's Fall. And so this is a game Ah. that is being developed by Platinum Games, 
So for those that are aware, they've done things like Bayonetta. Uh, they've done Nier Automata, mo- or not most recently, but you know, pretty recently. They've also done things like Wonderful 101, Beautiful Joe even, if you want to go okay. back to the GameCube days. Okay. And this is something that Square announced uh, they were publishing, and Platinum is developing two years ago. And that was at E3 2019. And then I think it was at Tokyo Game Show of the same year. So a few months later, they showed a brief minute and a half long actual gameplay trailer of the combat. So it's what you might expect of traditional kind of heavy action oriented platinum style combat. And in a what seems to be kind of a, I guess, souls like environment. So it's more medieval. You kind of have knights in armor more kind of, I guess, traditional, like medieval architecture, Gothic type architecture buildings. And it's something that, you know, having played in Platinum near Tamina and just loving action combat in general, I was super hyped for. And, you know, here comes 2020, COVID hits, and also we just get no updates about Babylon's Fall. And here I'm like, has Square forgotten about this? Has Platinum forgot about this? And now, fast forward to yesterday, prior to us recording this podcast today, uh, it was found that on Steam's backend servers, which are, you know, basically open to those that have the, you know, APIs to go and kind of crawl around what's uploaded there, a closed beta test for Babylon's Fall was uploaded. Oh! And so... I am highly anticipating that during this summer games mess, hopefully maybe even a couple of weeks during, I guess, E3 proper, during maybe the Square Enix Presents, that they finally come back and say, hey, guess what? You guys forgot about this game because we haven't talked about it for the past year and a half, but Babylon's Fall is still happening. Not to say I expect it to come this year, but I'd be happy if they do release that closed beta test and that's real. And I can at least get some sort of hands-on demo at some point this summer. So that is my number one thing. And the fact that something's been uploaded to Steam is keeping my hopes up. And it's something I, you know, wasn't expecting. But because of that upload yesterday, I'm fully expecting it now. Um, But that's kind of my number one thing. And, you know, this is the PlayStation segment. Hopefully it comes to PlayStation but if not, and it's only on Steam, I'm still going to download it. I'm going to try it. Like, I'm fully expecting this game. Um, but in terms of other things, I mean, I really don't have a lot. And I'm a very simple man when it comes to kind of expecting things. <laughs> and I'm not super <laughs> hype at this point on new announcements. Because I think there's already so many things that are in the works that we know of that... I'm just waiting for, you know, the devs to be ready to say, hey, we got more stuff to show you. Here you go. And so I'm going to just point out, you know, it's going to be me calling on the people that have made promises. Square, where's our Final Fantasy 16 news? You don't need to say it's coming this year, but I just want to see more of it and see what's actually going on, you know. And they said last year during the uh, PS5 showcase that more information would come in 2021. We're already halfway through 2021. Now's the time. Like I said, it doesn't have to be released. I just want to see more of it. You know, I want to see more of, I think it's Joshua is the kid. And now I forget. I think it's Clive. Yeah, Clive and Joshua. I want to see more of the those two and what they're going on in that world. So I want more info on that for 
PS5, and then also more Forspoken. I mean, we saw a little bit earlier this year, but right, we got the news that mm-hmm. Ella Blinska is going to be the main character of yeah. the game. And I'm super excited to see how she can do. You know, I haven't watched a lot of the, her acting roles in movies, but she seems like she fits the role. I mean, obviously, it's a brand new character. So it's like whatever she makes it to be, that's who she is. So I'm excited to to see more of that. And I know a lot of this is square oriented, but it just seems like they have the most stuff announced right now. Um, so that's kind of what I'm, I'm leaning towards. Uh, and I guess even though I don't expect to show up, but for Square to also announce Dragon Quest Three HD Remake to be coming to PlayStation, if not, if it's only on Switch, I'll still be happy. But just maybe give us a timeline of saying, hey, I know you announced this during the Dragon Quest 35th anniversary a week ago, but can we get some sort of date? You told us it's happening, but where, when's it coming? Are you interested um, so, in that? So be, I am. I mean, I haven't played the majority of Dragon Quest games. But uh, definitely, I love that engine, the HD 2D engine that they use for Octopath Traveler looks gorgeous. And I think that that's my preferred way that they go back and kind of remake all the old JRPGs uh, that are sprite-based. And I I think it makes the most sense because it definitely is too much of an undertaking to rebuild those games in 3D. And that's not how they were designed in the first place. So I think Mm. the HD 2D style is perfect for them to bring all those back. Um, But yeah. Just a lot of Square news I'm expecting. And if they uh, were so inclined, Sony proper, that they could show us, you know, God of War, that'd be nice. Like I said, you know, recently we learned that it got delayed to 2022. But if you could at least show us maybe what older Atreus looks like, that'd be cool. Hmm. Uh, I would like to see a grown-up Atreus. And maybe... Kratos shaves the beard. I don't know. I, like a lot happens in three years. So I maybe, hope maybe not. <laughs> that beard oh, was glorious. Oh, okay. Um, Matt, yeah. he's shaving his quarantine beard. Okay, let no we need to move keep past it. it. You Matt, know, keep so, it. <laughs> what are you looking forward to with PlayStation? Uh, yeah, you know, I think Alex is kind of onto something. I don't know how many new game releases they're really going to talk about because you know they've kind of painted. For Horizon Forbidden West is either coming this holiday or early 2022. God of War has been delayed to 2022. I don't expect to see anything beyond 2022 even talked about this summer. I just think it's smart in a business sense. One thing I really hope is that we don't hear anything more about Kena Bridge of Spirits because I'm sold. I don't need to see any more. I want I want more time for other things. Um, Deathloop already sold. Like, I don't need to see it again. I would love to see um, Ghostwire Tokyo. Like, I feel like it's been forever. Like, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop were kind of in the same vein together. Bethesda titles, like the last Bethesda titles on PlayStation, at least for a bit, at least. Um, Unless Phil Spencer, out of the goodness of his heart, gives a little morsel to the PlayStation faithful. (laughs) Um, But, like... Ghostwire Tokyo, I feel like Deathloop has definitely taken front stage. I We haven't heard much about it. And so I feel like this might be a good time. I was interested in it. It seems a little spooky. Like, I don't know if it's really my game, but I'd at least like to see it. Stray, do we know anything about this game still? Like, like, but supposedly it could be coming within the next year. 
you know, like all these things. I would love to just get a trailer, like a good trailer for any of these, uh, just to see a little bit, you know, um, Jim Ryan kind of talked about um, all the different IPs that Sony has. But I feel like we've been talking about the same five IPs over the past year about what's coming in 2021, 2022. So I feel like they have the backlog to really flex their muscles if they want to. Uh, so hopefully the developers, uh, you know, are at a point where they could show us. I don't know if God of War will be shown because I feel like, I don't know, maybe a, another teaser, but I, you know, I'm not sure. Um, but hey, I'm a simple man too. Just like Alex, you know, just give me give me a little here and there and I'll be happy. Um, I one hope I do for PS4. Uh, we've been seeing a lot of 60 FPS 4K up, updates. Uh, one game I've been waiting on for a 60 FPS update is Bloodborne. I would love to see that, like seeing how Demon Souls plays. I have saved Bloodborne for that update. So hopefully it comes soon, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Like, Stray sold me just because I see a cat in a robot apocalyptic world. But, like, what's the actual gameplay? Is it a puzzle game? Is it a platformer? Like, tell me more so that I can be sold. Tell me more so I can pre-order. You know what I mean? I also really, really, really want gameplay for Hogwarts Legacy. I know that that's been delayed to 2022. But I need to know if it's worth taking a vacation day for. You know what I mean? Like, what kind of gameplay is it? Like, show me more. Um, I also am excited for Forspoken. Alex did um, remind me of that game because that looks super exciting. And I, I'm kind of like, give me a couple, like, maybe puzzle games. Like, I'm down for another puzzle game, even though I have a very large puzzle game backlog. We don't have yeah. to talk about that. <laughs> but I want more puzzle games. I also, give me a Chocobo spinoff game. Oh, give me let me be a chocobo rancher if i could have a homestead game in the final fantasy franchise i think that would make me so excited about life here's something fun that you should know then in final fantasy 14 with one of the patches preparing for the newest expansion endwalker they have added in the player housing section of the game so this isn't even related to like the actual like fighting and story of 14, but in the player housing, you can do a mode that is essentially Animal Crossing in Final Fantasy 14. It's like you build up a little like farm and you take care of like crops and animals. Like there's no villagers, like you don't like connect with people, but like you can build up a farm and like live like on it. Listen, hmm. I don't need to connect with people if I have chocobos and crops, okay? Like, so maybe maybe you should look into that. I, oh I forget what it's called. It's called it's like an MMO. Island. I don't yeah, have time. But it's it's free. It's free. Like I said, <gasps> up to level sixty, it's free. So as oh long as you don't level goodness. up, you can play for free. And have my little homestead. Well, you know what? Yeah. Give me that in a game, in a standalone game. They, so I don't well, have it is level. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, level no. blocked in that. They they see they see people like you, and they're trying to bring you into the fourteen universe. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, listen, I'm really excited for like more gameplay, more news for a lot of different games that have been already announced. Um, 
obviously if I was in game development, I would like speak a game into existence of what I would truly love and want. But you know, they, there's so many more creative people than me out working in the actual games industry. So I'm not really going to spitball any of those. I would like to say, you know, even though I said I'm a simple man, there is one title I would like for them to at least announce. We don't need to see anything about it, but Obviously, we know it's in development. I just want them to confirm it. And that's Capcom officially say Street Fighter VI is coming to PS5 as an exclusive, just like, well, not exclusive, but console exclusive, just like how Street Fighter V was a console exclusive for PS4. And, you know, I'm not the biggest Street Fighter guy. Like, Street Fighter Four and Five were my kind of biggest, like, entries into it. I didn't really play Street Fighter before these. But I'm definitely excited for the future of the franchise, and I'd be willing to, you know, invest into it if Street Fighter Six is finally announced and they maybe show something of it. But that—that's the one kind of pine the sky announcement I'm, I would want to look forward to. Not so cool. simple, man, Alex. <laughs> so now we're gonna switch the conversation over to the green, the Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. Now there's one man inner crew that has been on the prowl for an Xbox Series X. Matt, how has that search been going and the any s- updates? The search is kind of like the RNG in Returnal. Um, a lot of <laughs> hours, not a lot of results. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear more about that, check out our peer review on Returnal. Uh, Alex and I recorded. Um, Yasser, friend of the show, we all know him well. Uh, he hit me up with this app that basically, um, like somehow as soon as stock is placed on any of these websites, it'll send notification to all their app users. So I have that. I'm actively looking for an Xbox Series X. Um, I think that there is a good chance for a lot of really exciting announcements to happen at E3 for Xbox so I think they're going to become even more scarce. So my goal is to secure an Xbox Series X by E3. So, so I've got, a week. I know, I've got like a week. So, <laughs> but Yasser was, Yasser got a Series X um, and he didn't get it at launch, but he got it later and he said the app just is really convenient and he doesn't think I'll have a hard time, but we'll see. We'll see if that happens. Um, so I'm actively looking for a Series X. And I, I hope they start off the conference just saying, hey, we've heard you. We're, like, putting all of our resources in production. We're, like, going at it. You know, we are – the shortage is gone. We have we have oh. done everything. Okay, I thought <laughs> um, you were about to announce a game. <laughs> like, you were, like, prepping no, me up. And no. I was, like <laughs> – I, Well, I just want them to get the shortage out of it here. And there's actually been rumors that – the shortage is going to subside this summer for Xbox. Um, I don't know if those are actually worth anything, but I hope so. Um, But this is, this is actually a huge conference for Xbox. Uh, This is the first time that they've been able to flex their Bethesda muscles. So Xbox and Bethesda have a joint conference. True, true, true. Bethesda is going to have Starfield and I can't wait to see that. I know I likely will get a trailer uh, release date and all that. I hope it's, a game that jives with me. I think that people have been saying this might be like the mass effect of this generation or attempting to be, which is why a lot of people are hyped about it, but we really haven't seen that much 
of Starfield. So I hope we see some new content for that uh, on the Bethesda side as well. I would love to see just a just a small teaser, just like to wet our whistle for Elder Scrolls Six. I know it's like three or four years away, so it might not be, but every Bethesda fanboy is hoping for that same thing. Is it going to happen? No, but I would love for it. These are, you know, pie in the sky, you know? Got to shoot it. Got to speak into existence. Yeah, Um, hope and dreams. Two other titles that I hope get announced is uh, Forza Horizon 5, which uh, excellent series. Of course, day and date on Game Pass is going to be great. All of them have been really good. They always have really fun settings. And a lot of people want Japan as their setting this year. And I think that would be really cool. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. Like, it's o- they're always so well done. Playground Games does an awesome job. Um, Yasser and Gerald have actually recently been playing, and they've been telling me about it. Um, so good, good stuff. Uh, if they if they do say in Japan, they better have the mountain where Initial D takes place, and you can I can only imagine drifting down the mountain curves like an Initial D, like that'd be that'd be great. Yeah, it, like those games are so well done and so well thought out. I I can't wait. It, like they definitely push they push Xbox One to its limit last generation. So now with the Series X, like I can't imagine. Um, one other game that I really hope takes center stage was kind of like the one last thing of last E3, which is Fable. Uh, we haven't really oh, yeah. heard much more about that, but uh, it's definitely a reboot that I'm anxiously awake awaiting. Um, and then out of that, I hope 12 minutes uh, gets a release date, like a solid release date. And maybe like it would be awesome if they say, yeah, 12 minutes. Yeah, it's available in like Game Pass today. Like yeah. just drop the hammer because I think it's a game that's been in development so long. It's finished. Everybody like it. It's like a finished product. At least that's what people have said. So I don't see why they couldn't logistically do that. And I know Phil Spencer at least like five times will be like, and it's on Game Pass today you know like he's going to say that probably five times and i hope one of those times is 12 minutes because that that just looks spectacular um definitely something i want to play but so i think my toad impression is better than your phil spencer impression well you know (laughs) toad is a classic you know phil spencer he's just a man toad is beyond humankind he's a legend he's a legend he's a mushroom he's a mushroom so uh, obviously very i'm like the greenest green noob to microsoft and xbox but that's good for xbox right it's yeah, they all green fit right in does green, that mean yeah. you're the okay. strongest xbox supporter <laughs> no <laughs> but i do want to say there is one game that i am so intrigued about that i will play it on my pc if i need to just tell me more about everwild I nice. need to know more about this game. Like, it looks beautiful. It looks like it's a naturey game. You know, I'm kind of getting the things that enchanted me about Kenna Bridge of Spirits. I'm being enchanted by Everwild. You know what I mean? Like, I just need to know more about it. Show me some gameplay and I'll get it. I'll play it on PC. Like, I'm there. Anywhere Game Pass is available, including Nintendo Switch. <laughs> 
Oh I'm speaking God. into existence. Let's bring that Stop up from our <laughs> our episode. <laughs> Seriously, of spicy takes. Our predictions oh. was also my biggest hopes and dreams. So, like these two episodes are basically <laughs> the same episode for me. <laughs> but if we're calling back to that episode, then it's coming in September. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Alex, um, any thoughts on Microsoft? I know you are a fan of the Horizon, fran- or not the Horizon, the, the Forza. I don't know why I said Horizon. The Forza. The Forza. I mean, we have Gran Turismo here in PlayStation, but... Uh, That's been need, delayed. We don't need motorsport, you know. Horizon seems fun, but we don't need that motorsport main series over here. But uh, I do have two things. One, I'm surprised Matt didn't bring up, but can we get a release date for Halo Infinite? Is are we actually getting that in 2021? Mm-hmm. 100% we are. I want to know. I I just don't I don't see a world where Microsoft goes another E3 without a solid date. I I just don't see it. So like I I'm hopeful for it, but like I feel like it's it's a guaranteed it's, thing. It's on its way. If they uh, don't, I'll be like so shocked and like really sad and bummed out, but. All right, so. Billy Spence, you heard him. Yeah. Don't disappoint Matt over here. Yeah. And don't listen to my impersonation of you because it doesn't sound anything <laughs> like you. <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah, so, because I'm excited for that because uh, for those that, of you out there listening that might not know, the multiplayer is going to be free for Infinite. So you're going to be able to play that on your Series X, on your Series S. I think it's also coming to Xbox One. I'm not sure if they have struck that from the list of systems, but on PC, all for free. You don't need to pay for it unless you want to play the single-player campaign. So I'll definitely be diving into that multiplayer with my buddies because a lot of them are big Halo fans. And I have a PC that can hopefully run it, you know, with my 2070. So we'll see about it. I could be one of your buddies that you play with. (laughs) Me and Yasser. (laughs) You could oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we could maybe fill out like an in-house then. Oh, yeah. At that point, maybe we can get enough people and do a, was it 4v4, like 4v4 oh, Team yeah. Slayer? So probably get enough people for that. Um, but yeah, the other title, which I think a lot of people have forgotten about because they introduced it last year with a small uh, CG cinematic and didn't show any gameplay, but I'm interested and I think is more likely we're going to get it rather than Elder Scrolls 6 that oh, Matt yeah. is hoping for. And that's Avowed yes. being developed by Obsidian, which seems mm-hmm. to be their kind of like take on Elder Scrolls or at least like a weird, like that kind of style of, you know, more older, like magic infused world with like traditional mm-hmm. kind of just knights and mages type of setting. And yeah, I just want to see more of that and what, like what, will we actually be doing in Avowed and what that world is about? And I know it seems to just be off a lot of people's radar, right? Because like I mentioned, they only showed a cinematic, so we have zero clue of really what's going on. But I think it definitely has a promise. Yeah, and like Obsidian, they're just coming off of Outer Outer Worlds. Um, they just released another DLC for Outer Worlds. So, you know, they've been hard at work at this. This is, of course, you know, they're the one of the original fallout teams they did new vegas which everyone loves i loved uh so i'm really excited for that um i i really hope you're right i completely forgot about it i can't believe i forgot about it um but yeah yeah actually if there's could i say one more that 
Com- of course. Can't believe I forgot. Um, so, one of my favorite games of all time, Cuphead, has had a DLC in the works literally oh. since it got released. Okay. I hope they come on stage because it used to be an Xbox exclusive. Um, I guess it turned into a timed exclusive since I platted it on PS5 too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I hope they come on stage, this small team. One, I think we're going to get, you know, the Cuphead uh, Netflix series is going to get released probably either this summer or this fall. Um, they have, I think, June 11th is like the geeked thing. They're going to probably have the Witcher and, and Cuphead series. All that's going to be there. Um, but beyond that, I hope they say, hey, the DLC is canceled for Cuphead 1 because we actually are bringing Cuphead 2 and like because they've had all this time to work on it and now it just doesn't make sense to release a DLC this late after a game has been released so I would love to see more Cuphead because I just love that world the art the music everything about it it's just so great sorry that's my last one no you don't have to apologize thanks for that take because I also like, I could also totally believe a game studio saying stuff like that. Yeah. Sorry, we have enough for an entire game. Oh Ha-cha. yeah. Like you know what I mean. So. Keanu yeah. Reeves comes back on stage. He's like, I'm like, back, You're... baby. Yeah, and he's like, it's breathtaking. <laughs> yeah. like, so. CD Projekt Red still not on PlayStation Store. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Okay, so that was the Microsoft section of our conversation. And now we are getting to Nintendo, baby. We just found out about the Nintendo Direct happening on June 15th at 9 a.m. PST. You bet your bottom dollar I'm watching it live. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, yeah. not gonna, I'm not working that day because I'll be watching that. So, Nintendo, I want a hint at the next edition of the Fire Emblem franchise, okay? We got Fire Emblem Three Houses, July 2019, and I really, I don't know, I'm just suddenly, like, I really want to see what's next in Fire Emblem to then reignite my intent of going back to play a different route in this game. Like, that's part of, it's mm-hmm. partly selfish. I don't know. I'm really intrigued. I loved and adored Three Houses. And honestly, there's so, so much good. content in that game to last, like, five years. Like, I could totally understand if they're, like, literally, like, we're going to take a pause. Next game comes out 2025 or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. But I want, I want to know. I want something. I don't know. Maybe even a spinoff. I don't know. I love Fire Emblem, and I'm just glad that it has a resurgence. Um, a couple indie games that I'm super excited about. There's this game called Mineko's Night Market that has been in the works for ages. Like, legitimately, I was... Like, that game was supposed to come out in, like, 2018, and I was going to use that game as a tie-over to Animal Crossing, but lo and behold, Animal Crossing came out and consumed my life, and Mineko's Night Market is still nowhere to be found. And it's literally about a little girl who lives on an island, a cat island and just lives her life amongst a bunch <laughs> of cats. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, <laughs> Matt. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you hear the words coming out of my mouth? The, all I'm girl. hearing is Tiffany game, Tiffany game, yeah, Tiffany ex- game. Exactly. <laughs> it's a little girl that interacts with a bunch of cats. Like, seriously, that's all that I need. Like, freaking right. give it to me. Yeah. 
So I'm very interested in that. Um, I really want a bunch of shadow drops. I would love it. Nintendo's notorious for shadow drops, you know? Like, buy it today on Nintendo Switch eShop. Like, I'm, I'm totally ready for that. Um, I really want uh, a, a Pokemon Animal Crossing collab. Like, that mm. will get me back into that game again. You know, audience audio listeners like i'm on a brief hold with that game again (laughs) like that game is very like it's i'm in and out in and out but if they came out with a pokemon collab maybe you know what give me a pokemon collab in november i'll take that like when the you know what i mean like when the shining pearl and ultimate diamond or whatever comes out brilliant brilliant diamond um have a pokemon collab for animal crossing wouldn't it be cool if there was some sort of item you could give your villager and like it's like a pokeball or something and you use it and out pops like a pikachu and he follows your villager around i would, that would be so cool happiness even yeah. if that was like a one day event yeah like you know what i mean like like november i forgot the date that they announced for that game <laughs> on that day you can play animal crossing and have this interaction and like, like all I the outfits like ash ketchum like you have his hat and all, all that I, like there's so many opportunities there's so many opportunities just give it to me um i also want to see news about breath of the wild 2 uh, I'm not I'm not necessarily like personally clamoring for it, um, you mm-hmm. know, for it to come out this year. But I think that'd be cool to get some like like world building with that, you know, whether or not it's using the old map, the new map, whatever. Um, I really, really, really think we're we need a new Mario Kart. Like, please, Nintendo gods, please, uncle at Nintendo, mm-hmm. please just just give us something about mario kart like a new one like i like we're getting vaccinated the world needs mario kart so that we can go to people's houses the world is healing the world is healing and that would literally be the fresh start the ointment on the wound (laughs) to get us out and about playing mario kart with our friends and family she just wants to go into people's homes and hurt them with blue shells (laughs) yeah or new or new items who knows battle mode i'll take a freaking battle mode double um, dash two bring it double back dash two. yes please um i also honestly like i don't need to see pokemon like have a different direct or something or you know what i mean like i'm not that i'm not i don't need pokemon i also don't need more advertisements for skyward sword that can yeah. just be like tossed tossed away now i i have a like i feel like very little could um i don't want to say disappoint me but if i can get something from fire emblem from uh breath of all two from mario kart or even like mario party dlc or something like i think i'd be pretty happy with it if it's a bunch of like if it's just like a hundred indie games Mm -hmm. i don't know matt Alex like I don't know if that's gonna be enough to like get my get my hype train moving Mm -hmm. chugging who knows do any of you have strong opinions about some Nintendo presence unlike you I need Pokemon to show up and specifically I need them to show what Pokemon Legends Arceus actually is 
because as you mentioned before, it got a release date of January 28th. And based on the one kind of short clip we got from a previous Pokemon Direct, it does not look like it's going to be ready for that release date. Mm -hmm. So unless they show significant like work and improvement in some sort of trailer to say, this is what the game is, I hope for everyone's sake that it gets delayed out of January because based on what we've seen, it does not look like it's going to be fun, like personally. I do not I do not think it's going to be a fun game. So, it's funny that you mentioned that cuz part of me wonders why they didn't try to g- go with like February 20th or whatever Pokemon Day is. Like you know how Pokemon Day is like in February? Mhm. Like why didn't they just do that instead of like why January 28th? I'm, I'm just sure they're, they're they're ambitious. The game will be ready by then apparently. Yeah, apparently. I, I hope I hope for their sake it is because I want people that buy it to have fun. But that first showing, at least for me, did not seem like it's going to be a fun game. So hopefully they show it. And I guess really, you know, as I said, I'm a simple man. I don't I don't have a lot to ask for from Nintendo besides once again, Square. Can we get more information on Project Triangle Strategy? I just want to see where is that game at? Are we on, you know, on deck for some sort of maybe release this year? Probably not. They need to work on the title. That'll take them at least another year to figure out the title and then be like, never mind. It's just going to be called Triangle Strategy. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what's going to happen. Alex, they're going to um, tell you that it's called Triangle Strategy. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. I just wanted to, I just want a small update about where where's Triangle Strategy at. That, that's, that's kind of the extent of what I expect to have Nintendo. Everything else will be a bonus. So are you going to buy it for Nintendo Switch or are you going to try to wait for it coming to PC? Man, this is the problem and it burned me with Octopath Traveler that it debuted on Switch and they eventually brought it to Steam and guess what? It even got ported to Xbox. Yeah, so the it's, it's on Game Pass. Platform, yeah, so the only platform that Octopath Traveler has not graced yet is PlayStation. So I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, Square... Are, are you really not going to port this? Like, what, what's the deal here? But, you know, I would like to play it as soon as it comes out. I really liked how it looked. I didn't play the demo because I'm just like, wait, you put the demo in Chapter 6 of the game? Like, what is this spoiler territory? Like, I don't want to look at the demo. I've seen the footage. I'm interested. Let me know when I can get it. And if it debuts on Switch, I'll just get it on Switch. Okay. Yeah, Matt. I'm uh, not as simple as a man as you, Alex. I have high expectations for Nintendo. <laughs> um, like this, so either E3 or right before E3, Switch Pro has to be announced. Like this, that's kind of my expectation, and that's that's what I'm hoping for. And I think it's high time that it happens. And whether or not it comes out this holiday or if it comes out this January, which may be why there's a Pokemon game coming out in January, if they wanted some reason of like, hey, Pokemon, it's going to run better on the Switch Pro. Um, I am with Tiffany. I hope I don't see one Pokemon in that direct. <laughs> the only yeah. time it would be fine is if it's like in Smash and just like Pikachu is there. Like, I don't want any... <laughs> standalone pokemon in this direct because it's only 40 minutes and like time is money 
and you know they've got these stupid indies that no one will buy like no no one i know will buy that's offensive there's going to be some sort of like filler game right yeah that no like i don't care about like it's going to be something that's just not a mac game and so i there's precious time i don't i don't want to spend it on on pokemon um so okay (laughs) toad coming back um (laughs) you know this is also coupled with a three-hour treehouse basically prolonged demo so my thought process is like what could take up that three hours and i'm hoping it's breath of the wild part two i hope they show like a deep dive of what that gameplay looks like and i hope it's coming this holiday with the switch pro i don't know if it will um it might be pushed to 2022 that's fine too i just hope they finally let us in to know what it's all about and kind of puts it on the map um, other than that, I guess Splatoon 3 could be in that Treehouse Games or something completely different. Like, it it would make sense for Breath of the Wild 2 or Splatoon 3 to be why they have a three-hour Treehouse segment. Um, other than that, if, if Breath of the Wild 2 or Splatoon 3 don't come out this holiday, where, what game is going to take up the mantle of the holiday Nintendo game? And I just have no idea what it is. So it makes most sense for them to at least release one of them at that time and the other one to be early 2022. So that's my hope. Um, I would love, you know, Mario Kart, like you said. Um, I would also love a Mario Odyssey 2. That's a bit hopeful because the Mario Odyssey team is working on a Donkey Kong game. Um, So they are working on basically the potential spiritual successor of Donkey Kong 64. Uh, so the Mario Odyssey team is a little bit busy, which is fine. Take your time. That's the best game in the Switch, for sure. Um, I would love for them to not bring any Legend of Zelda news during this E3. Because I want its own standalone thing. I think they'll probably, now that we've waited this far, they'll probably wait until the summer's over and do another September Nintendo Direct like they did with Mario. And it'd be all about Legend of Zelda. And I hope they do that because it just needs its own time. And I need my Majora's Mask on the Switch. And like, come on, like, let's let's make this happen. Um, one last wish that I hope for is finally the meme becomes a reality. We see Silk Song finally releasing. I think it's about time. Hollow Knight. It's one of those games I've played I have not beaten. Um, it is definitely a, a me type of game. I just haven't gotten the time to do it. Um, but Silk Song is highly anticipated, and I feel like every single Nintendo Direct, everyone's like, will I be disappointed that there's no Silk Song today? Probably. And like They update it like 45 minutes later. They're like, yep, I was disappointed today. Like It's just like an ongoing thing. So hopefully all those people will be at rest when Silk Song is finally announced. So we'll see. Yeah, and, you know, I, I think an overall hope I have for all these summer new, you know, between June and August 2021, give me a brand new multiplayer game to be super excited about. Yeah. Like, you know, when, I, when I'm when i saying multiplayer game, I'm talking about something like on an overcooked level. 
Everyone's oh. been talking about this new game called Knockout City. Uh, you know, that just looks like dodgeball and everything. It looks cool. I like the art and everything. But I want another game, like, overcooked mm-hmm. to, like, really get me excited. Um, moving Out was a game that was kind of had the same vibe about moving stuff and everything. I don't know. It just didn't really take off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it would be actually kind of exciting to see if Team 17 worked on something new and wanted to share something. Do you no, think well, not, talking... I guess not Not Team 17, sorry. Well, it's like, it's Ghost Town Games. Okay. That Team 17 publishes Ghost Town Games. games. So like, if Ghost Town Games was working on something else, that'd be great. Speaking of multiplayer games, Mediatonic is going to be there. Do you think there's going to be any like sort of collaborations? I would personally love to see if, now that they have Epic Money, if they could get some like Marvel suits in there. I think that would be sweet. I think it'd be really fun if they had like an Avengers. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but it'd be sweet. I would love it. And they already have it. Like, you know, Fortnite is crazy about all the licensing that they do. Yeah. um, I would love to see that game continue to grow. But I think, you know, like who knew about Fall Guys? You know, like that came out of nowhere. So no matter what we wish for, I'm hoping for something like that. Like something that the three of us can log on grab it and play and it just like be the next sensation i think that would be great yeah that would be super fun i really did enjoy our time when we played Sackboy's big adventure oh yeah um, so yeah i mean that counts constitutes as like a multiplayer game so something something like that a nice a nice bite-sized 40 to 50 hour experience with my homies you know what i mean and a good <laughs> platinum list yeah oh god yeah okay and with that that was our Hopes and dreams for the summer game fest slash E3 slash summer game mess slash June to August. We hope we get some good, good old game announcements and we get to play some good old games. And with that, please write in to rxp.podcast at gmail.com or write at us at rxp underscore podcast at Twitter to let us know what your hopes and dreams are and tell us what you're going to be planning on playing between June and August this summer. You know, Matt and I are trying to barely escape the cicada situation that's happening on the East Coast. So we're staying indoors. We're playing some games. Hope to see you there. Good day. Yeah, I'm uh, not as simple as a man. Huh?